Good morning, people of God. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. How blessed are we that uh, you all get to be here both in person. For those of you joining us online, welcome on this beautiful Sunday morning. For those of you joining us online, we will be having Holy Communion later in the service. So if you have bread or wine or juice, you can grab that and uh, have that ready following our time of confession this morning. All right. A lot of announcements to share, so buckle up. First off, uh, be sure to read your Constant Contact email that gets sent out every Wednesday. There's just It's full of stuff. I won't even be able to tackle like half of it today. So if you don't get that, let us know in the office. Just you know, send us your email. We'll make sure you get on the list of all the stuff coming up. Wanted to highlight, tomorrow night we have our... What used to be called Thanksgiving Eve, but then it moved to a Tuesday, and then it became Thanksgiving Eve Eve, and now we do it on a Monday, and instead of saying Thanksgiving Eve Eve Eve, or Thanksgiving Cubed, I mean, it's had different names, we're just going to call it a service of Thanksgiving. Hey, how about wow, that? Wow, that's genius. I know, right? Thank you, thank you. It only takes a couple of years for it to, you know, start per- percolating. Uh, so tomorrow we're having a special service of Thanksgiving, lifting up uh, Thanksgiving, right? Because that's this Thursday. Oh, my gosh. So join us for worship at 7 o'clock. Um, it'd be awesome to see you there. And uh, again, I'll keep my sermon search short so you even have more to be thankful for. How about that? <laughs> Uh, in the entryway, you'll notice a couple of things. First off, the quilters are having their annual raffle. All the proceeds go to help making more quilts. And all those quilts go out our doors to help people through uh, Lutheran World Relief and, and things like that. So uh, by all means, help support that wonderful cause. Also, you'll notice there's a Christmas tree already with a bunch of bags around it. That's our annual lighthouse outreach where we uh, go shopping and fill those bags with uh, the list that's on, that's stapled onto the bag for kids that don't receive any gifts at Christmas time. So if you want to grab one of those, I believe you've got to bring them back by December 11th. Uh, but it'll let you know for sure uh, with those bags. So grab one of those on your way out today if you feel so moved. Next Sunday, November 26th, we're having a congregational vote to approve and receive the merger of Faith Lutheran's members and assets when their church closes on December 31st. So it's the other ELCA church in Shelby Township here. Uh, King of Kings is actually partially here because of the people at Faith Lutheran Church. They were a larger congregation that was here first, and they helped plant King of Kings along with Pastor Lou and sent some of their members over here. So it's kind of a, a full circle, if you will, kind of uh, of us merging together again. But uh, as I said, next week will be the vote. Uh, the, the people at Faith were left with two choices to either close or to merge with another church, and they voted to merge in hopes that their legacy of serving and loving Jesus could continue on here, to have a more intentional space for their members to uh, to belong to and and become a a part of our family of faith, and also to help uh, strengthen our ministries through their assets and whatever, like the sale of the building and things like that. So... In our due diligence, we as a congregation also need to vote. They have voted November 5th to merge with us. We vote this Sunday to uh, accept that merger. So if you're a member here, it'd be great to have you vote. Uh, we're going to be voting at the end of each service. So it's not even like you have to come back at noon for it. So that's next week. Finally, last week was Appeal Sunday, the first that we've had in a long time. We asked you to consider what this place and what these people mean to you and to wrestle with what you treasure. 
So to this point, we've collected 36% of the intent cards from our church family, which is a great start. But if you haven't filled one out yet, we still encourage you to do so. Maybe you received one in the mail. If you lost that one or whatnot, we have extras. Even if you, oh, Nancy's got them right there. Even if uh, you don't, if you're not able to or don't plan on increasing, uh, if you just want to stay the same or, or you can't increase at all, maybe you have to decrease. Whatever it is, we would just love to know what your intentions are, if possible, for 2024 so we can continue to make plans. So... That's a lot going on. All right. Y'all ready for worship? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's a a slow morning. Holy cow. Get some coffee flowing. I said y'all ready for worship. All right. Well, stand on up. Greet one another. Share the peace of the Lord. Give a shout out for those of you online. Let us pray. Righteous and merciful God, you own the earth and all its peoples, and you give to us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you with joy and with excitement, giving thanks for all that we have and for all that you are. Lead us to see the needs of others and the willingness to share your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's a good day, amen? Today is a very good day, amen? Man. Sometimes I do this to, uh, to get you all engaged. Sometimes I do this because I need the reminder as well. Because man, did I ever wake up yesterday feeling sore and achy from all of the bags of leaves that I had to rake, from having to trim that darn tree in the front yard, woke up feeling groggy and just as foggy in the brain as ever, feeling all overwhelmed with the sermon that I still had to write, with all I had to do in the next few days, let alone the next few weeks. Ugh. It all just felt like so much. Have you ever had one of those days? Amen? Yes? Or one of those years? <laughs> right? Yeah, you might even be thinking right now, I wish that was the only thing going on in my life. Well, after slogging through the morning, I made my way downstairs into our basement where our computer is to start on my sermon, and it was there when I started rereading our Bible reading for this morning, and I swear, God just smacked me upside the back of my head. Okay, so it could have been one of our four boys, but I truly believe that God uses people around us to get through our thick skulls sometimes. But it it was as if Paul, the writer of this Bible reading I'm about to read, was speaking directly at me, or better yet, maybe to me. And here are the words that Paul wrote. comes to us from the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. I invite you to follow along. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, 
to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I had to reread that just a couple of times because to me it was so profound. Almost instantly, the rest of my morning changed. My whole day changed. In fact, it's likely going to change my whole week and heck, even, even well beyond that, I hope and pray. It was like a wake-up call. I can't think of another thing that could have improved my perspective or my enjoyment in life than hearing Paul remind me the importance of being thankful and to be grateful for all that God has given me. And what better timing for this message than here we are just before Thanksgiving, literally the holiday in which we are to give thanks. Reminds me of a story. A woman by the name of Michelle was teaching the preschoolers uh, at church on the, Sunday, on the Sunday morning before Thanksgiving Day. She decided to uh, playfully introduce the topic of uh, Thanksgiving to the kids. Now let me see, she said. Thanksgiving is, uh, is coming. It's the, the, the day we, when we think of all the stuff that we have, how we want more things than ever anybody else has, and how we don't care about anybody but ourselves. And, and no, the kids started crying out. No, they yelled together. Then one little guy from the back of the class says, That's not Thanksgiving, Miss Michelle. That's Christmas. Needless to say, they talked about Christmas the next week. (laughs) But it's so important that we give thanks. Because as I was sharing about my morning yesterday, living with gratitude in our hearts is literally reality altering. Regardless of the challenges that we face, and, and well, we have plenty of those, don't we? There are many, many things that all of us who are known by God can, give, uh, can and should give thanks for. In fact, gratitude is, is a constant theme that you find throughout the Bible. It's mentioned over 150 times and even commanded over 33 times. And even though our reading for today is only three verses long, each verse kind of adds a little bit more, tells us something new, about this theme of being grateful and having gratitude. So let's jump in. Each verse. First, gratitude is our choice. Everyone say, I choose gratitude. gratitude. Paul began with this verse. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called into one body and give thanks. That phrase, uh, uh, Give thanks, or and be thankful, literally means to become thankful, to choose to be thankful. It's a choice to be thankful. We can't always control our circumstances, but what we can control is our response to those circumstances. No matter what our situation is, there is always something to rejoice in. Do you you hear that? I mean, just consider Paul, who wrote this letter to the Colossians, 
He was in jail when he wrote these words. In all circumstances, give thanks. He was in prison. And back then, I have to imagine the jail systems were worse. And in the midst of that, he says, even I can give thanks. So even in our worst circumstances, we can be thankful that there is a God who is with us and for us, a God that watches over us, a God that gives us his strength when it's hard to even put one foot in front of the other. Amen? But we live in a culture and a society that bombards us with feelings of scarcity, that we couldn't possibly have enough or be enough. But in truth, we have so much more than we often realize. For instance, in full disclosure, I pulled some of these stats off of the internet, so they may or, not be, may or may not be exactly true, but I think the point is, I know everything on the internet is, re- is true, so we'll go with it. Like, for instance, if you're here in worship or listening or watching us online without fear of harassment, arrest, or torture of death, you have something almost three billion people in the world can only imagine. Did that cross your mind as you were coming here today? If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, or the pangs of starvation, you're ahead of over 500 million people around the world. If you have food in your fridge, clothes on your back, or a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than three quarters of this world. If you have money in the bank or in your wallet, and spare change in a piggy bank someplace, you're among the top 8% of the wealthy around the globe. In order to be grateful, we must sometimes adjust how we look at things. Gratitude is a choice. And how we look at our lives and this world around us matters. There's a little saying that I came across that I absolutely love. Some people are always grumbling because roses have thorns. I'm thankful that thorns have roses. Isn't that cool? It's a matter of perspective. You can look at that rose and be like, oh, I hate that it has thorns. Or you could look at those thorns and go, thank God there's a rose. All right, so that's all in that first verse, that gratitude is a choice. Second verse of our reading says this, Paul writes, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Because the truth of the matter is, the more that we get into God's word... The more that we come to worship, the more we, we sing songs of how God provides in our lives, the more that we recognize God's grace in all things around us, it leads us to want to be more grateful. Everyone say this, God is alive in me. It's okay to let that out. I'm sure I've shared this, that every Sunday morning uh, I park towards the back of the parking lot because, uh, you know, I get here first, typically. Uh, you know, I got four boys, so it doesn't always happen. But usually I'm here first. And on my way in, I pray over all the parking spots. Because it is my hope and prayer that every morning y'all show up, there's already prayer waiting for you. My prayer is typically along the lines of, 
that God uses me, uses our praise band and everything that we all say and do to reassure us that God is in control. To once again remind us that God loves us just as we are and that God's will be done here. Whether through our worship service or through each and every one of us who come. And that as people come here, as those parking spots are filled, that they know God is with them. Something along those lines. Some days my ADHD kicks in and I go, oh, squirrel. Okay, yep, God, okay. Um. But here's the deal. The more we get into God's word, the more we see God has been bringing his goodness and his promises for generations. That's what I love about scripture. Some people find it annoying that basically there's a back cover on the Bible and that it stopped like 1900 years ago, right? But what I love about this is these are words of promises that were shared two millennia ago, 2,000 years ago, and here we are 2,000 years later and God is still doing it, which to me is so reassuring that if God's been doing it this whole time from, I mean, Genesis was like 6,000 or 8,000 years ago, whatever it was, right? A long time ago. If God's been doing it this whole time, you and I know that God's not, never going to stop, Amen. And so it's important that we dwell in God's word. The more we do that, the more we see the blessings around us. Finally, our third verse, verse 17, Paul writes this. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everyone say, I just got to give thanks. Are you and I aware that when we worship God, or that we worship God when we face our situations in life with gratitude? So Paul says here, anytime you are doing something in word or in deed, anytime you are saying something to someone else that lifts up the other person, you are giving glory to God, you are giving thanks, you are having worship. The Greek word here used uh, in verse 15 and 17, actually, is eucharisto. Everyone say eucharisto. Look at you Greek scholars, you. Eucharisto means to give thanks, right? But it's also the same word that we get the word eucharist from. All you churchy folk, have you heard that word eucharist? The word eucharist is another word for holy communion. It's the Eucharist, Holy Communion at the, the source, at the very nugget of what communion is about. It's about giving thanks. It's about God giving thanks for us and an opportunity for us to give thanks to God. It's at the core. So every time we have communion, whether here or, or at home or at the hospital or wherever we are, it's party time. It's a moment for us to give thanks to God for God's presence in our lives. And even more than that, uh, which by the way, uh, that's the reason why we do that as often as we possibly can. I know there are still congregations that only have it once a year or once a month to make sure that it is sacred and holy. I get that. At the same time, I'm into throwing a party every Sunday because you never know when it's going to hit us. It could be on any given day, which is why we got to have communion as often as we get together, in my book. Because that's the inbreaking of God into our lives, reminding us of all that we have to be thankful for. 
And even more than that, we have something for which to be very thankful, thankful and grateful for uh, in this community. In our family of faith that we call King of Kings. You need to know this place, these people, all of you are special. The hearts that you have, the generosity that you extend. I'm humbled to get to serve here. The stewardship campaign that uh, we have called Moving Faith Forward is a testament to that. Our goal was to increase our giving by 10 to 15% this next year in hopes that we can continue to provide meaningful experiences, grow our staff so that we can be more intentional with our youth, and expand our outreach even more, making a greater difference in the lives of those around you. Those are the three legs that we are basing this whole campaign over. And you've responded. As I shared, even just the 36% of intent cards that have been put in, uh, we're going to be able to do all that and then even some more, which is pretty exciting. I think uh, we currently have, with intentions, of an increase of over $72,000, which is... Yes! Which is so amazing. But here's the deal. These are just intentions and we know life happens. And so with the other 68%, it's still an opportunity for us to respond. Okay? And again, even if that number stays the same or if I know life throws curveballs and and leads us down a different direction, even if it has to decrease, that's all part of faithful giving as well. So we encourage you to complete those intent cards, get those in because... The more that comes in, the more difference we can make. We're not sitting on this stuff. we got to use it. I'm not interested in having a big bank account. I want big hearts. I want big difference. And I think we all do as well. That's what this is all about. Worshiping God together. Giving thanks to God together. Having a place that can lift up and support one another together. I had a phone call on Friday... Uh, of one of our newer members. And this person just, just had to share all that had been going on in their life throughout this year. Uh, things that just happened this past weekend. And it was just some profound God moments. And we, we, we had a moment to cry together and, and to grieve together and at the same time be excited about what God has in store for this person, this person's family, and so on and so forth. And this person, their, their response was, I just, I give thanks to God today for you and for our church. From the moment we walked in, we not only felt welcomed, but we felt like it was okay to not be okay. And we heard that there were promises that God always walks with us and for us. And that has made all the difference in our lives. That is something worth giving thanks for. I I hope and pray every Sunday, every Wednesday, whenever you walk in these doors, that you have that experience that you know that you can be whoever you are today, that you don't have to have all the right answers or even your life together, and that this can be a place where you can be real and honest. Because some days we can lift others up, and some days we need to be lifted up. That's all part of life. That's not weakness. That's an opportunity. When you welcome people... You're making this community better. When you show up for a Bible study or a class or an event, you tell others that they are worth your time and appreciation. When you share of your time and of your money, you support this family to continue to be the gift that it is. So this morning, I once again thank God for you.
And to show our thanks, we're having a party. So again, whether uh, you're a member here or not, whether you filled out your intent card or not, whether you were just visiting for the first time, or maybe you'll never be back again, that's okay too. We're having a party. After this, we're all moving to the social hall. There's going to be cupcakes and fruit and you name it. We're going we're to give thanks to God today. Amen? Amen. And so, dear ones, may you and I accept the invitation today to see the world and to see all who are in our lives through the lens of gratitude. May we give thanks for the blessings and the promises that we have through our God. And may we live gratefully in all that we say and do this week and for the many weeks to come. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, break open our hearts today. Open our hearts to understand how truly precious we are to you. How we are loved by you. Open the eyes of our souls to see the gifts that you have put before us this day. Give us the grace to recognize each encounter with you. Teach us to respond in gratitude, to grow in gratitude. Teach us to be generous as you are generous with us. And, and, and to work alongside you in serving all of your children for your greater glory. And all of God's people say, Amen. We now take a time to uh, respond to all the amazingness of God through the giving of our offering, as well through the giving of this song. I invite you to please stand as you are able. Let us turn our hearts to God, our breath and life, as we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, merciful God, please respond with, hear, or receive our prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you give talents and gifts to all your people, and you equip the church to serve. Turn us from fear and self-serving ways that we use our talents to glorify you and encourage our neighbor. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You have been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Sustain the life of the planet, protect farmlands and harvests, direct all people in wise stewardship of all the earth's resources. God of grace, receive our prayer. You call us to honesty and integrity. Instill these values in the hearts of all nations and their leaders. Free any who are oppressed. Expose all corruption and bring redemption to victims of injustice. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You teach us to count our days that we uh, may gain a wise heart. Where there is sickness or sorrow, bring healing. Where there is loneliness, reveal your love in community. We especially lift up to you, either silently or out loud, those people who are on our hearts this morning. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We pray for the faith formation ministries of our church. Give to all children, youth, and adults who study your word the strength of faith and love. Shape us by your love and show us how to encourage one another. Merciful God, 
Receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We'll now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live each and every day. And we do our confession together with the words on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. Nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now, hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. For those of you who are communing from your seats, or for those of you at home, I invite you to take out your bread and wine at this time. For the rest of us, in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. At this time, I invite the deacons to come forward. For those of you coming up to receive the body and blood of Jesus this morning, the ushers will release you shortly. Here at King of Kings, we believe that uh, Holy Communion is a gift from God to you, whether you're a member here or not. So please know that you are all welcome here. You'll receive the bread first, and then we invite you to move to the next station to receive the wine or the juice. The outside red is wine. The inside yellow is grape juice. Come, for all is ready. For those of you either at home or communing from your seats, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you.
People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. May you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. Don't forget we're having a party. Woo! With all that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.